Hello, you're back with London Live. Yes, I am Jess Brady. Yes, I am your guest host. The lovely Mike Stubbs is on vacation this week. Well deserved. I hope he has his feet up and he's relaxing and just taking it all in. We have kind of gloomy skies out there right now. The sun isn't shining. I guess Mike's not tanning right now, but that's okay. Maybe he'll get some in later later this week. Uh, 24 degrees. That's pretty pretty good, pretty comfortable right now. Well, we are going to let you know that we have a very special guest in studio with me right now. We have Hugh Mitchell, who is the CEO and president of the Western Fair, and he is here to chat about what's going on with him on a personal level, also a little bit about what's happening at the Western Fair. Hugh, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. It's nice to be here. And it's great to have you with us. And big news for you personally, you've been with the Western Fair now for 13 years, right? Yeah, I have uh, my latest stint. Mm -hmm. I previously was with the association twice, so a total of 28 years. Oh, uh, as first a eight year stint in the eighties, then a seven year stint in the nineties, and now thirteen years, and uh, now starting to transition myself out of the day to day role of CEO right. into a role of strictly president, working on strategic board initiatives. That's fantastic. So this is the third tour of duty. You it know is. this place inside and out, not only Western Fair, but also London, obviously. You've been a very integral person in this community with what you do. So tell me a little bit, like, in terms of a look back, all of the changes that have happened at Western Fair from your time there. Big, You must have seen some big changes happen. Yeah, I have, actually. Uh, some monumental changes, particularly as I think back to 1981 when I started. But in my third tour of duty, which began in 2005, uh, certainly some significant changes. We've seen us uh, – we were just nicely getting into the four-pad arena business when I arrived. So the sports center has survived the test of time and has been real a real community uh, facility and uh, has been quite successful, if I can, if I can say. The second piece is we've um, – Invested uh, heavily, another $7 million in the Agriplex and renovated it. Uh, and it has become somewhat of a state-of-art uh, um, consumer show and trade show facility. In addition to that, we've um, done considerable vertical integration of ourselves. So our core business of shows, uh, we now have nine, a stable of nine when I arrived in 05, we were around three or four. So we've made considerable progress on that front as well. Uh, and uh, of late, we've managed to survive the cancellation of the racetrack slot program. And our racing operation now has some long-term funding available to it from government. So that brings some uh, element of uh, predictability and sustainability to our racing operation. Just hearing you list off all of the activities that go on at Western Fair and all of the facilities that are there to be made use of. And honestly, like working in the newsroom, we often talk with the crew over at Western Fair and the operations to to find out what events are happening. I mean, not often does a weekend go by where we're not discussing something that's happening there. And it's, it's neat because it's such a hub for different activities. And, you know, when you're out just socially with your friends, be like, oh, you're heading over to the Western Fair this weekend. Oh, what's going on? And then it's like, oh. Oh, beer and barbecue show, boat show, like just always jam-packed with people. Yeah, and, and you know, that's, that's our role really um, to become an entertainment uh, destination, um, complementing other venues in the city, uh, not just doing it our own but supporting others as we uh, 
fulfill our mandate as an ag society. So we're quite pleased with the progress we've made, the relationships we've de- developed. Um, but as I say that, you know, uh, there's always room for improvement. And so we constantly are looking for ways to innovate um, and grow our business. Uh, we got into the market business just recently and we're – growing that to a two-day event, and we're pleased with that progress. So, yeah, we uh, we tend to be a fairly active organization with some good governance. I must say we've got a great board who's very innovative and creative and very supportive, which makes a big difference. Oh, it's funny that you mentioned the market because I think of that area, like Old East Village, especially. It's thriving right now. It's really blossoming with lots of different businesses coming up. The market has certainly been integral to that. And really, uh, you know, it's such a great anchor at the Western Fair. The Western Fair is part of that anchor. And it's nice to see that continued development of it. It really is. And Dave Cook um, really deserves a lot of credit for getting that market to uh, to the degree it is and the role it plays in that neighborhood. We have a great neighborhood, a great relationship with the Old East Village BIA and the Community Association. They're wonderful people to work with. Um, they, uh, they, they have a great attitude about uh, growing themselves and uh, ushering in change, which is, which is all really good. And it shows as you walk through Old East area today. Um, and then we're we're just we're happy to be part of the neighborhood, and I mean that sincerely. Um, we're uh, we're not the only piece, but uh, we uh, we're pleased to be part of it for sure. And so, looking towards this next year, as you transition out of the CEO position and just really focus on that presidency, if you will, and and helping uh, with ongoing projects, what are some of the biggest priorities then over the next year? I can I can think of one that's that's in the middle of of, of some discussions, and uh, sure. you know, uh, but if you wanted to chat about how that's going along and some of the other things that are happening, yeah. So I'll, I'll start with <laughs> some of the easy stuff, which is <laughs> obviously working with the board to find my replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as CEO. So the timelines are not uh, firm, but mm-hmm. uh, within the next year, we hope to have someone in place that uh, will uh, assume those duties. Right now, two very capable colleagues of mine, Michael Woods, the COO, and Reg Ash, the CAO, are uh, fulfilling those duties. But that's one piece. Another piece is um, finding our role in an ever-changing and evolving egg and food strategy for this region uh, and this city. And because of our agricultural mandate, we think we have an important role to play in providing some element of leadership, if not support, uh, for uh, a more relevant and meaningful way we can deliver on our egg and food mandate. So that's top of mind, and it's a bit of a passion for me Mm -hmm. coming from the country uh, and having been educated in agriculture. Um, another piece, as uh, you alluded to, I think, is the gaming one. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, and uh, we, uh, we're making progress, in my, in my opinion. It's a complex one because we have uh, – we're part ownership of the land with the City of London. And then it's a third-party private sector operator, Gateway Casinos, who we're dealing with and who were winners of the uh, license for this southwestern region. So um, I th- I'd characterize it as we're making progress. Uh, we meet regularly. Uh, we have to do some rezoning because of uh, 
the fact that table games are being added to the menu of gaming options um, in addition to slots, more slots. So that's all uh, require, requires a rezoning application to be filed, which has is in the process. So there's some compl- complexities to it. It isn't all just straight negotiations, but uh, I, th- I think they're pretty positive from my perspective. And uh, we hope to have a resolution um, for everyone's benefit um, out there in the next three to four weeks if, mm. uh, if, uh, if things go as we expect. And then the final piece is just implementing uh, and executing the new long-term funding formula for racing. Agriculture is in our DNA. Racing is an important part of that mandate and uh, horse racing that is. And uh, so there's some uh, – that that funding program begins in 2019. So there's some lead-up work that I'll be working with the uh, uh, the OLG and uh, the ministry, uh, finance minister, on, on uh, the execution of that funding program for Western Fair. Okay. And on a personal level then, once you take off on the CEO position, you know, you have a little bit more free time once the other priorities are taken care of. On a personal level then, what are you looking forward to with with this extra time that you'll have? Well, um, thank you for asking. Uh, (laughs) I I live on a 20-acre hobby horse farm. So uh, as I said earlier, my passion is agriculture. So I'm fortunate enough to be living in rural Ontario. Uh, It's just west of London. So uh, we have animals, horses and dogs and uh, a bit of property. And uh, I'm not a world traveler, to be honest with you. Me and my wife are not world travelers, uh, although we do take the occasional trip. We're very fixated on home. And we have uh, now three grandchildren and uh, I have three children. Um, and so lots of family to, uh, to enjoy the, the golden years with. Sounds idyllic. I enjoy the idea of that. That looks sounds very, very nice. Thank and you. I can picture it in my mind. Thank you. <laughs> On the Mitchell homestead. Very nice. Well, Hugh, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing, uh, you know, what's going on at Western Fair, the plans for the future and your own personal plans. And uh, thank you for all of all of your work and all the tours of duty over at Western Fair. Well, thank you very much. And <laughs> I uh, do enjoy your work and your station and uh, the community engagement that you have been continue that good work. Thanks again. Well, thank you. And we need to take a little quick break on that note, but I'm going to leave you with this idea. What would you do? And Hugh can tell us too. What would you do if a rock star walked into your restaurant? I don't know what I would do. First of all, I can't imagine myself owning a restaurant, but if a rock star walked in, I'd be pretty floored. We're going to talk to someone who that happened to coming up after this on London Live 980 CFPL.